0: Welcome to Talk is Jericho, the pod of thunder and rock and roll. And we're going big today with Cody Rhodes, AEW EVP, and one of the judges of the huge new TBS series, Go Big Show. And of course, we've got something even bigger. The one and only Duff McKagan joke of the week. Mister Jericho, Duff McKagan calling you. I got a little quandary I, I uh, think I figured it out here. Um, so a shark can swim faster than me. But on land, I could run faster than a shark. So I guess in a triathlon, it would come down to
1: who's a better cyclist. Okay, thank you very much. Goodbye.
0: Oh, man. Um, ooh. I give a little bit of a chuckle. <laughs> I wonder how a Duff would do telling jokes on the new Go Big Show. I mean, bad jokes are a talent, right? But like I mentioned, Cody Rhodes returns to talk as Jericho, and we can call him Cody Rhodes now. We couldn't in the past. Uh, not only is he talking about the new Go Big show on TBS, which he just uh, just premiered last night. It's on every single uh, Thursday night. He's also talking about Mr. Brody Lee and the uh, crazy violent feud and the classic dog collar match they had. Ended up being the last match of Brody's career and possibly his best. Cody has some thoughts and feelings about that as well. Uh, we'll also hear about the first uh, year of AEW. Uh, how all that went, what he hopes to see in year two, his own personal goals for the next twelve months, so all of those things, the go big show, remembering Brody Lee's incredible seven months in AEW and the first year of AEW Dynamite. Cody Rhodes is back on Talk as Jericho, and it starts now. So uh Big week here uh, in AEW. A, it's kind of the first show of the new year, and B, um, it's the debut of the Go Big Show, which always makes me think of, of fans chanting for a babyface Paul White. Go Big Show, Go Big Show.
1: <laughs> I, uh, I am so like the wrestling fan. Or, we might as well get Big Show on Go Big Show, right? Because then it would just satiate their 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 need to his song, his presence just for me it was I kept thinking maybe they'll change the name of this maybe they, but you know to the non-wrestling person they don't know they yeah. don't know but go bigger go home stuck on it yeah.
0: like oh the big show right he's going to be there but this is a big deal because and I know being a host of a, of a, of a mainstream you know cable tv kind of primetime show it's not easy a to get the gig it's very important to uh as the face of the show but also for you it's like you're now kind of hobnobbing with the celebrities from other fa- other worlds yeah. which is always good for us and our business and for you
1: that's like the first thing i thought of when when i when i got the offer to do the show was it's weird that a wrestler's mind goes to that place but it does the first thing you think of is well this will be really good for the wrestling career as well like Yeah, there's so many other avenues of entertainment you could go down. But the first thing I thought of was, oh, it's it's good for wrestling. Um, And I was I was there on set in Macon in the the quarantine bubble that they designed, which is kind of beautiful social experiment. I was there long enough to go from really wanting and itching to get back to dynamite and wrestling in the locker room and just get back. So by the end, I didn't want to leave. I got really invested in the whole the whole season. Uh, I'm, I'm hoping uh, fans dig it, because there's really quality stories with these acts. Some of these just heartland, unique, quirky, freak show, carnival-style acts. There's really good people. So what's kind of the, the concept of the show? So the traditional talent show is going to be, of course, singing and dancing. And what they call, I guess, in like the, the Hollywood world, is the black floor, the black, shiny floor talent show. Which this, there is no singing. There is... No dancing. Um, These are acts that I think probably the most important person on the show was the guy or girl who recruited all these acts. These are, for example, a one-armed archer, a strong, uh, a traditional strongman, a uh, Cirque-style freak show artist, a mentalist, uh, a lot of motorists, that being actually Kevin is here today, a monster truck, uh, hmm. performance. Uh, then there were acts that were incredibly vague, like a uh, guy named Leonid the Magnificent, which when we asked him what he did, he's magnificent. It's uh, <laughs> <Of laughs> what he told us. <laughs> and then his, his act was genuinely uh, magnificent. I saw uh, a
0: guy in the commercial, in you know, a wheelchair that's doing kind of motocross yeah. flips and stuff. Wheels. Oh. Wheels. Is wheels. The most,
1: yeah. And wheels was the very first thing we saw. He ended up, wheels, credit to wheels, is kind of the standard for how every act, including his all his acts, were judged. What's the score we gave? We were blown away mm. by wheels. This guy in a wheelchair doing basic, like, motocross tracks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. Wheels was great, too. He actually gave me a, a custom Hot Wheels of himself and <laughs> signed it. I, uh, I'm a big fan of wheels.
0: So – we talked about kind of some of the other hosts, so who else was, obviously Snoop Dogg is kind of the host of the show. Yeah, Snoop
1: is the... Um, or the grand judge or something? Or No, I mean, so the judge panel was, you have, you know, songstress, beautiful, southern, just a gym in country music, and a great person, Jennifer Nettles, uh, who is at the farthest end of the judge's. Mm-hmm. And I say that because I got to know Jennifer the least solely based on how we were sitting.
0: Oh, because she's so far uh, she like so away. Oh, I got gotcha. you. Uh,
1: then Snoop. Um, Snoop is a producer on the show. But also Snoop, I feel like, was the unofficial leader, mm-hmm. like the captain of this ship. Uh, and he saw things, as anyone who knows Snoop, and has just he's gone from being a, a world-renowned rapper to this guy is part of Americana. Like Snoop Dogg is everything. It's a great point. He's pop culture. Um, He just, he kind of had like a Jedi wisdom to him the whole whole show. And he saw things very differently than perhaps we saw them. And then closest to me, next to me was my buddy, uh, Rosario Dawson. And it was, uh, Rosario, I think they did a great job in terms of the crew putting the show together and getting the four judges a mistake which maybe wasn't a mistake is they picked the four nicest people they could possibly (laughs) nobody wanted to tell anybody like (laughs) right not not too great and then we're terrible in terms of we go behind the the, like into the judging tent and like i don't know about that you know behind the back yeah but (laughs) we had just said he did a good job and then you're gonna give him a 40 like But yeah, Rosario, she had a really uh, unique outlook on it. And uh, I'm so ex- um, excited to have got that experience with her because she just embodied this character I've been watching in the Clone Wars and the Rebels for.
0: And my co star from Jane Silent and Popper, Yeah.
1: <laughs> she just, she literally just, just man, I mean, she just, right at the time we were doing it, is weeks before the Mandalorian and the Ahsoka Tano debut. And she embodied the character that Dave Filoni created. She was straight. great. Yeah. Oh, double lightsabers. Yeah. She was super humble and a, tr- a big Star Trek fan as well. But, yeah, we got to know each other the most because we were sitting right That's by each other. Man. And uh, the show is definitely one thing I'm looking forward to. Hopefully, it gets a season two. It's made for a live audience. Uh, Bert Kreischer is up there. He was just rib- He's ripping. He's the comedian. Doing yeah. jokes.
0: So he's so, like the host kind he's of. He's the yeah. host, and
1: he's doing these great, jo- great jokes, and it's just for us four. Yeah, and the and they were so you know COVID, the COVID protective as a production, They're
0: super protective. In the yeah, world I mean they world. were wearing,
1: they look like stormtrooper masks. <laughs> like they weren't just wearing the normal mask. All only the five of us were unmasked, and then the acts, and then they, as soon as they were done, they would put their mask back on. They were obviously to keep the bubble. They had to be very, very safe. You couldn't leave the bubble. That's the social experiment of it. It felt like being on a train.
0: So, first of all, two questions. First of all, how did you get the gig?
1: I, it's a great question. I, I will say uh, this was a byproduct of AEW. Cause we're so popular on TNT. AEW doing yeah. so well on TNT. And who better to judge? I say, I say, hey, maybe I wasn't qualified to judge. But if you really think about our performance and our work, I definitely know what a nuanced performance mm-hmm. looks like. I know uh, what a suspension of disbelief and the layers to your acts. So I think a pro wrestler up on the judging panel—I'll do you one perfect. more
0: too, not to interrupt you—that that that those other guys. Well, Snoop might get it. Also knowing what it's like to perform all of these feats, like you said, with nobody there, especially sure. if you're if you're you know Lenny the Magnificent or whatever you said his name was Leonoid the Magnificent or whatever it was. It's like I'm sure part of his thing is people going, whoa, you know. So when that's not there, you also can judge. And this guy really – he really did that uh, – he really handled that well. Oh, you know.
1: I, that's a, actually a, a really great point. There are plenty of times in the show, though, that I sat there thinking, why <laughs> am I in charge of – especially when it gets near the ends, $100,000 on the line. A lot of these people really wanted that money. And the exposure, obviously. Of so it got a little chippy. It was all fun and games, and then when you start saying, "Oh, you're going home," oh Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, and different story for me. I've never been, I've never been on one of these shows before. Um, <laughs> you know, so it was unique to see people not being stoked. You know, to us, uh, the, the money was never on the line. You know. Yeah. Um, you get paid either way. Yeah. So it was it was fun to see people not being stoked when you're sending them home. Like, right. damn, this is not right, right. 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 Yeah, so it was a byproduct of, of AEW on TNT, and obviously everything of AEW is a byproduct of Tony uh, specific. You know, Tony really does have a great network of people who can help mm-hmm. better the wrestling space. Agents and producers. Agents, and, yeah. producers, management, activists, um, you know, uh, the management company activist, Bernie, um, mm-hmm. who's been just a godsend to me. Um, because you, you always want all these things as a wrestler want all these things oh i want a third party to sponsor me i want to be on a show mm-hmm. and it's always the wrestler who's doing all the work and then when you meet somebody like this who actually has a system in place where you can go meet people sit with them and they make that call like he's he's able to open so many doors for so what's Bernie's many what's his last name
0: cahill I, yeah i say cahill, cahill but i think yeah, it's yeah yeah, it's um, cahill, yeah. I was but, just, it was just in my head i'm like what's his last name i forgot
1: yeah, but the, just godsend to be able to get in the room. All, I feel like as wrestlers, we've always wanted to get in the room. We're just as equally popular all over the world as a form of entertainment. Just as good on camera, and Even more so. Often, often, always there for a live spot. Never panic. Mm-hmm. Throw something at you last minute, you got it. Yeah. yeah. And I, I feel like people like Batista and yourself and Cena, uh, Rock, obviously – you hear the same stories about them when they go on sets. like easiest people I've ever worked with. Yeah. Uh, willing to do anything. Hardest workers. Hardest yeah. worker. First to get there, last to leave. That's because we're not getting a medal for that in the wrestling game. That's just the, the bit. It's that, expected. That's expected. Yeah. Um, so Tony and Bernie being able to get uh, myself in front of people, from there on I felt like it was a match uh, made for uh, – it was just a match made in heaven in terms of – being part of this show and there being synergy between TBS and uh, TNT and that as for me blows me away because TNT's been part of my life Turner's been part of my life since 1989 Yeah I live in Georgia today still as if like Dusty's still working at the CNN Center Right You know I drive by it as if it's still his office and so I'm so excited for all of us as AEW to be on all their all over their, all it's, over their it's stuff. I was
0: talking to Sting last night briefly, and uh, he was saying just how cool it is to be back on TNT. And that's something that people said to me, "Oh, you're back on TNT." I never had a connection with TNT as a yeah. network because I was only there for a short three years. But it is part of your family's tradition mm-hmm. and a major part of Sting's career. Like it does mean that much more to you guys.
1: And <clears> with <throat> with Sting, and I think to a degree the segments you've done with Eric. That's why it's not just like Eric showing up on WWE is one thing, right? Eric showing up on TNT, knowing that he was the guy who said "Give me prime time," he occupied those offices. Like it's it's a weird synergy, a weird circle and of time mm-hmm. that we're back. Um, I don't know. I want to maybe I'm going to commentate on like Braves baseball next. <laughs> I want to nice do stuff. everything on Turner uh, Warner Media and the Turner family. I I, I love. Uh, I love being part of it. I really do.
0: You mentioned the COVID bubble for the Go Big Show. Let's talk about what it was like for five weeks filming that show, uh, basically in isolation. And we're going to do that. But first, got a friendly reminder from Steven Singer. Make sure your sweetie knows she's your star this Valentine's Day. Picture this. It's Valentine's Day. She opens this really cool gift box that outslides a blue rose trimmed in gold. It's that blue color of the sky just before the sun sets when you can just start to see the stars sparkling in the night, that breathtaking blue. Now picture a magnificent real 24-karat gold rose dipped in real pure 24-karat gold with petals in this rich blue color covered in sparkles made to mimic that night sky. That's Twinkle Twinkle, the brand new exclusive rose only available at Steven Singer Jewelers. Real jewelers, real roses, really dipped in pure 24 karat gold with a real lifetime guarantee. It's always the number one Valentine's Day gift that lasts forever. It comes with your own free personal love note and it ships fast and free to the love of your life, your wife, your mom, your daughter, your aunt. It's a little something to say. I'm so lucky to have you in my life. Stephen's brand-new rose is $79, but his real 24-karat dipped roses started only 59 bucks. Go right now to IHateStevenSinger.com. That's IHateStevenSinger.com, and pick up a pure 24-karat gold rose now. Let's talk a little bit uh, about, you mentioned the bubble, like the Oh COVID yeah. Bubble. So, what exactly did you have to do? Because this is when you were gone from AW for six weeks, five weeks.
1: Yeah, it was it was five weeks. Five weeks. Yeah. And it was held to the standard. I, this is peak COVID. You know, it, it, cases are spiking everywhere. When I go, so the agreement was a no one could leave the hotel. Making Coliseum is connected to the Marriott. They are one and the oh, same. Oh, I gotcha. So they're they're connected. So you couldn't leave the hotel once you got there. And I mean, like, I thought, well, hey, I live 40 minutes Mm -hmm. from here, and my truck's parked outside. Who is really? But as soon as I got there, I realized, oh, no, they're deadly serious. As soon as I pulled up, a PA with a face shield on uh, opens my door. They pull up the luggage caddy. Hey, I'm here to help you. I'm your PA for this. We're going to get you to your room for your five-day because you had to do a five-day Quarantine. Quarantine solo. Just in the room. Just in the room. You could go to the gym. You had a gym time, which is hilarious because the gym, uh, not everyone went to the gym. They were really cool about letting people, who, I guess, needed the gym more go to the gym. And they always gave me a gym time every day. But Snoop's time was hilariously like 730 every morning. <laughs> and I thought, man, like he's up. He's the first up. And then I'd see on his Instagram him doing like shuttle runs out in the parking lot. Uh, definitely keeps himself in shape and had his crew there to keep him in shape. But everything from once you went through the door, they gave me a monitor that showed if I was six feet from somebody, it would start blinking red. Really? It, bl- it blinked the entire time. Wow. Uh, so it showed you always had to have your mask on. The one you so you really couldn't go ever back out into the parking lot. They took my keys. They put me in the room. The first nurse uh, came up. You could do the swab yourself. The PCR. Or she would do it. Who would do it themselves? I did it myself every time. Really? So I, lo- I love hated the 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 two nurses because they were always like, a little further, uh, a little further. It, uh, and then there was a red line you had to get to. Uh, and, and then they twist it. And by the time you got to the red line, the twisting of it was- That's a hard one. Uh, yeah. but
0: Just but thinking about that too makes me go like, I have a uh,
1: crying headache. Ugh. Yeah. All of those things. You think you have COVID after because you right. have such a bad headache. <laughs> yeah. So I, uh, so you did, the first, you did a test every other day. You had to fill out a pass card every morning where you'd say, I feel great, no temperature, no symptoms. And randomly people, the third-party company they'd hired would, hey, do you have your pass card? You'd show it on your phone. If it was green, meant go. You could walk around after the five days. They did a great job, though, in making – they made my room at the Marriott more than or they like turned all the couches upside down and like they made it like an actual big space for me to be in Oh, i gotcha uh it was basically two different rooms and i had brought you know a couple of gaming consoles they had it's hollywood so when you ask for something they there. they get it yeah. <laughs> so i don't have any big requests other than like guilt-free brownies and bang energy drinks which I think they, ribbing me, there was hundreds of, course. of them. course. Like, how would I ever... Well, that's how they do it, though. Hundreds of Mr. them. Mr.
0: Rosie's energy drink. Yeah,
1: so <laughs> I uh, so just, I was blown away by that. But the only thing, even Uber Eats and uh, Postmates, you could order it, but it, you'd have to look at them through the window. They'd put it on a table... And then the PA would walk out and get it, so you'd always have to tell somebody like, "Hey, I ordered Buffalo Wild Wings." It's wow! Gonna... Yeah, it was they—they they did it right, and they had no—not uh, they had no issues within any of their zones. There was multiple zones. This is five weeks; not a single person—it's amazing—had a case or anything like that. They just—they kept it locked down.
0: And it's funny too because we have a pretty strict uh, yeah. protocol here, and you kind of know. Like I'm sure. Like I always laugh when people say, "Like, well, are you social distancing." I'm like, "Well, yeah, but." We're also in the ring, sweating on each other and wrestling. It's like there's only so much social distancing you can yeah. do during a match. So I'm sure that like for you, it was like, well, you know, we already do it and it works. But if this is what you guys want us to do, take it even a step further because, like you said, it's Hollywood and everything's super strict. Yeah. You know,
1: but- I thought it would have loosened up, and and nice. I realized like they're going to finish this thing, and and they're they're doing it right. They've them being so strict allowed that show. They had to get it done. Yeah. And it allowed that show to function in the time in a lot of acts. And they had a lot of different setups because these acts are so different. Monster Trucks is a Sets full dirt stuff, arena. Yeah. Uh, you know, wow. people hanging from the rigs in the sky. Everything was different. Uh, because what they did, some of these producers on this show should get some... These specific act producers, they didn't get near the credit they deserve. They would take somebody like, hey, do you shoot a bow with one arm? That's, that's amazing. Can we make it an act? What if we... They'd they present it in a way that was oh. a performance. If they I didn't see. have it as a performance, some were performers already. But I thought that was so cool.
0: Like, and they Just had to find unique uh, yeah. performances and individuals to do these things. Or exactly,
1: yeah. people who didn't know how they would. Oh, I right. do this thing. Well, let's. What if you did this target first? Right. And then this one pops up, and they'd create these fun little sets for every act. Um, the budget on this show. I mean, that's a weird thing to say. The budget on this show was clearly.
0: Big, no mm-hmm.
1: pun intended. Because the moment I walked in, I was blown away with like the power tower, how the, how we would score and the throttles. It was you it know, was what's, wild. It, what's
0: cool to me about it too is like you know, like I mentioned once, again, we've done a pretty good job. But then when we saw a couple of weeks ago, Tom Cruise uh, yelling at somebody. Yeah. But, but I like everyone's kind of bagging on him. But I got his point. Same thing for your show. Like if Hollywood is going to go back to filming, then they have to do it. Right. There cannot be any mistakes. Sure. So that's why it was so strict for the Go Big Show. and That's why Tom freaked out on Mission Impossible. When he's, everybody's watching us. If this f***s up, we're, we could be down for another six months. I watched,
1: I only heard the audio where he was like, hey, I'm on the phone with producers every yeah, night. Yeah, every night, yeah. So I only heard the audio that made me like, yeah, Tom.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah that yeah. makes
1: sense, actually. Like, I'm sure there was worse. It was. But you know. the, the part I heard was like, hey, we want the business to come back.
0: Right. They're looking at us to decide if the entire business is coming right come so, so And it's please. the same for you guys' show, like for TBS or yeah. any cable show. It's like, okay, because you know at First of all, these guys oh, it's going to be a super spreader, and they do it right, and actually nobody gets sick, and it's nobody. actually a pretty killer show nobody. with the exception of nobody in the crowd. <laughs> but this, that's just the way of the world, right? There, uh, there probably should have been a second show. There were
1: two hotels, Courtyard Marriott and the Marriott, all on, uh, in the property on the bubble, in the bubble. This courtyard is where the acts were and there were some instagram videos that were taken down they weren't too bad but they were like combining acts out by the pool <laughs> in the parking lot it looked like they were having they had been all in the you know covid all over the world and they come together in this bubble and it was apparently quite a scene uh over there i saw the slingshot artist was shooting uh paraphernalia up into people's rooms <laughs> Uh, the slack line guy was going over the pool. Uh, the girl, the fire dancer was dancing behind them. The scooter guy, Dejan, had one of the girls riding on the handlebars. It looked like that should have been the show that I was like, as like, this sounds really, really entertaining. <laughs> I just thought it was, that's why I looked at it as such a social experiment. I thought this is really cool. Mm. Um, that they've made friends that they, cause at the time of go big shows filming and even as it's coming out, um, We really just need some good, positive happiness. 2021 is not going to be 2020. The show really represents that in a a good way. It's very positive.
0: Let's talk about the amazing pair of matches you had with Brody Lee leading into your five weeks off from AEW. Uh, We're going to do that after a few words from GEICO. So I know you own or rent your home. It uh, can be hard work for sure. But you know what is not hard work? Bundling policies with GEICO. reason why you had the five weeks off mm. in our storylines was was the, the amazing pair of matches that you had with with brody and then last week i had a lot of people come in to talk about mm. him specifically did not invite you because i wanted to talk to you by just ourselves because listen we all know the story of him and we all know how far he made it in our company in the six or seven months that he worked yeah. here and proved that he was a legit money dry main event yeah but one of the the first one was his match with Moxie which was amazing but the one that really put him over was you and the TNT title that really took him to the next mm. level which was basically just a squash match and it was a great squash match and yeah. no one saw it coming and it was it was really really well done why did you feel that was the right way to go and we'll talk about the dog collar match next but for that part of the yeah. story why did you feel that was the way to go
1: Well I wanted to do uh, Vader and Noki Mm. And I wanted to do it. I wanted to do it for a while, but no one fit the profile. Explain the Vader and So Vader and Nokia they build up the first ever match with Noki and Vader, and they build up Vader basically for New Japan, I believe, at the time. And as my understanding of it, Vader beats him in two minutes, and yeah. it's one of the only time the Japanese audience uh, almost is a near riot.
0: They never saw Noki lose.
1: Never like, yeah. and and never in that right. fashion. And you know, Vader Anoki was kind of redone with Brock Cena from SummerSlam, where about two minutes in you realized, oh,
0: this is different.
1: This is they're they're for the as a wrestler, you're like, they're going home. Mm-hmm. Like, um and I thought no one's done that. And and that would be really um shocking. Shocking. It would be the right call because in wrestling, anything can happen on any given night, and we have to consistently remind them of that. And also, he's six; he's near—you know—he's near seven feet. He's a legit super heavyweight who's mobile. It would make all the sense in the world if he was to catch me. I think the first thing he caught me with was a drop kick. It would make all the sense in the world that that could be the thing. That could be the piece that puts me out. It's the the liver shot, the shot on the jaw, like. I know wrestling follows sometimes it's traditional parameters, but when it's, when we break, break away from those, sometimes there's some, some magic and, and he was just the perfect person. He didn't believe me when I told him, This was right next door, um, mm-hmm. to set the scene. Like Chris, Chris's room is right by my room at right. Daly's place. Um, I, when I told him, I go, the so easiest match you'll ever have. He didn't believe me. I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't want to do anything. And I you know, literally didn't do anything. I, uh, just you might have done f- a chop or no, something. No, flurry of punches at the yeah. beginning, and that's it. I said, I don't want to do anything. Um, and he was all worried about, what well, I want to hook your leg. And don't even hook my leg. Absolutely disrespect me. Mm-hmm. Absolutely own me. Eat me alive. And then Arn added the, as Arn does, as a great Finnish man, the cherry on top with the moment with Anna at the very end with Anna and Brandy choking her out. Oh, that uh, happened
0: that same night. Same night, oh, yeah. Oh, just there's a big beat down of the whole a whole crew, family, right? Everyone
1: yeah. down. Um I just thought it was a great way to end the show and honestly, uh it's a weird thing to say but only in the inside baseball, like in other interviews I wouldn't give this answer but in this in this space I'd absolutely say it's my favorite match at AEW. Wow. It's my favorite one I've had. And I've had I've wrestled you, I've wrestled Dustin, I've wrestled I've had a really fun That's- outing with Darby. Yeah. I just loved how I felt. And I felt, so when he was over me, I, I didn't, last week was all obviously all about Brody and, and wrestlers always have a tendency to somehow make it about themselves. It's just <laughs> wrestling, you know? It's, we don't mean poorly, <laughs> yes. it's wrestling.
0: But, <laughs> Great point.
1: But my favorite thing in that moment was uh, when he covered me, I could feel in his chest how excited he was. I could literally feel like, how that was a big deal. And he had some words for me right before he covered me. And that felt so good Mm -hmm. as a wrestler. Like, man, I feel just as good had I won in this fashion as I do in this moment, watching him do everything he said he wanted to do. And I helped, um, you put him in my playing field when you got him to come and have a conversation with me. Mm. So I I consider him one of my people, man. I, if I can't do it for one of my people, then, you know, like, so I I felt really like that was the right thing. It was the right thing for the show. It was the right thing for the flow of the TNT title. Uh, And it was the right guy. And then he was able to, you know, I talked about this with the bucks. Brody was able to jump into a place with BTE and the show where he could do both super fun BTE stuff with John Silver and the crew and it could easily translate right over, but he was still a monster. Yeah, the, yeah. the big concern is always, oh, if you go funny, you know, or whatever Daniel Bryan used to always tell me, if it's funny, it doesn't draw money, you know, <laughs> whatever it was. Uh, but it can when it's the right person. He wasn't
0: being funny, though. His he, cast of characters were. He
1: was, like you say, he was playing it straight. Yeah. And when you commit to something, it's it's uh, the magic of BTE. That's only actually happened a few times it was something that I really—I uh, um, don't—I'm not on BT anymore. But when I was first on it with Ring of Honor, that's what we had. We found a very similar thing. My wrestling Ring of Honor and New Japan character was one thing, but on BT we were doing a, the revival. Mm-hmm. We were doing you know the exorcisms and all these ridiculous things. But I was always dead on and as committed to them as as I am to the wrestling. Mm-hmm. In that moment, our commitment hopefully begets the fans' commitment. But yeah, that squash or Enhancement, I mean, that was
0: a Squash. I loved it. Uh, yeah, I would say it was a story because a yeah. Squash is, is with an Enhancement guy. Mm. And for me watching it, because I didn't know what you guys were doing, I was like, okay, you know, because you said there's typical wrestling tropes. Okay, I get it. Yeah, Cody's a good babyface. What does baby babyface do? Sell. You get beat up for a while, and then he's going to make his comeback, and yeah. then, you know, we're going to go into the false finishes, and then, but dude, there was no comeback. There was no false finishes, and that's what I was like. I really remember thinking, that's f- great. Yeah. think like you said, with the right guy, with the reason why from a shoot standpoint why I had to leave but even from a storyline standpoint like he kicked your f***ing ass and then he kicked your family's ass and that's what wrestling's all about we have to end you know the
1: big question I always ask Tony and Tony's always got a great answer is like how are we ending what's the final final really more than anything tell me what you think for the final final because the show should wrestling should never be especially for the hardcore fans which so much of our audience is made up of the hardcore fans We should never allow them to, like, I know how this is going to go. Yeah, never. So, like you said, like, oh, it's a sell. It's a baby face. He'll make his comeback until you don't. Uh, Or he's not going to win with that until he does or until she does. That is one thing, the beauty of uh, AEW, um, whether it's finishes or break spots, all those rules Mm -hmm. that aren't correct are gone. Mm -hmm. And that's not knocking anyone. The rules have been created And we've now now we've been able to break all the rules, Uh, and that is a beautiful thing because you're just you're just I don't know the wheel you're not we're not reinventing the wheel. If anything, you're just it's it's a beautiful thing we have here. And he was a prime example of that. I loved every piece of that. You had a a big part of that story because I was only going to come back just straight for the dog. Wanted to come back right for the dog. Yeah, and uh, I think I didn't tell you the true reason why. No better time than talk is Jericho. <laughs> the true reason I was worried, and no, no, there were. I think I told you, like, hey, I just want to come back and do the dog collar. Advertise me coming back. I do a dog collar.
0: Like after five weeks gone, yeah, Cody's back next week. Dog, dog collar, dog collar match. Title.
1: And you had said, well, what if you came back and you 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 got one of his guys and you made a statement? And because I explained there would be a little bit of a change in me, um, you know, basing it a little bit off Vader and meets Death of Superman, like black with the hair. black hair, new logo. And you had said, "Well, you know, your the interviews is uh, such an important part of wrestling. Interview is a huge part of you being a wrestler." You cut a, a great wrestler.
0: promo, and, and the way you had it, we were we were getting robbed of that great retreat right. promo. Yeah. But
1: I was well, my big concern. You were totally right, and I was. I told you, I was. You know, I, you and Tony both were right. Let's do the promo with the run in. Let's have him frame up the dog collar. Uh, the, the the bad guy call for it the antagonist or the heel. Yeah, right. But then uh, I was also worried. I was I was like, well, I worry about the dog collar because it's on Jericho 30. Oh, and that's right. I never had to worry because we balanced the show in such a way that it was given the true amount of time it needed to be given. It was given the seriousness that it needed to be given. And then Jericho 30 was also given all the bells and whistles it was, there was different flavors. It, it really, there were different you flavors. You didn't want it
0: to be cut short because the show had the Jericho stuff kind of at the end. Well, I, I was right. just, I was worried that oh, yeah,
1: we're going to have this v- yeah. violent potential culmination to this story. And it was the culmination to the story. And there's also going to be Gene Simmons and all the, you know, <laughs> but that. Sorry, live credits at the end. Yeah,
0: <laughs> that's wrestling. It right? right. that really yeah, is. That is.
1: That's wrestling. Greg Valentine's in the crowd. That's right. The yeah. Jericho 30. So that's wrestling. So that was a really good lesson that you taught me. And that was I Tony and you both were hitting me at the same time.
0: Sure, you just want to do the dog collar. So I want to talk about the classic dog collar match that you had with Brody, but first I want to say thank you to another longtime Talk as Jericho sponsor who's been hooking up so many businesses with awesome employees talking about indeed.com slash jericho if you're using anything other than indeed for your hiring you are wasting your time hire great people faster with indeed and only pay for results and get back time in your schedule indeed.com is the hiring site that helps you find quality candidates instantly with indeed instant match so you can do the part you really need faster meeting and hiring great people Unlike some hiring sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility, delivering a quality shortlist faster. With Indeed, there are no long-term contracts. You can pause your account at any time, and you only pay for what you need. Indeed searches through the millions of resumes in their database to help show you great candidates instantly. With Instant Match, you see a list of great candidates with zero weight, and Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined, according to Talent Nest. Want your quality shortlist fast? You need Indeed. Right now, you get a free $75 credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash Jericho. This is Indeed's best offer available anywhere. Get a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash Jericho. Indeed.com slash Jericho. Offer valid through March 31st. Terms and conditions apply. Talking about the Dotcom match because it was another great match, probably the best one that I've ever seen. Uh, Jerry Lynn helped put it together.
1: And Jerry Lynn's wonderful. It was really as the first thing, the night before, I'm putting the collar on the chain and we're pulling on each other, and it's like a cage. The first time you get in a cage, you're like, "Ugh, yeah, I really do. what? This is awkward." You know, like the Elimination Chamber. Like, am I supposed to take a bump here? <laughs> Well, like, And then I kept worried. I'm very worried about our necks, like any whiplash. And he's so big. But that was one of the things that made him, as you're somebody who worked him and always sung his praises on his work, he he could make something look incredibly violent without – he could do it to you every night. We could have done that dog collar every night. We had – I'm a big – as you know this, I am overly prepared. I like to have a plan B, a plan C, a plan D. So we had another – collar set of collars case. and chain under the ring and uh, we ended up using that as part of his uh, a big um, picture and frame we made of him backstage and I was telling Amanda this was the chain in case the other one broke he was gonna double clothesline go put it on himself like an animal and then put it on me that's great so we had that plan um, I was glad to see it get used but it everything went how we'd like it to go he was really adamant that we do a uh going into commercial, we do a really big bump in the commercial. Again, another one of the rules. Oh, you can't give anything away in the commercial. Right. Until you can. And I love that about here. I'm waiting for us to do a finish in the commercial. Here's what you in missed. Picture in picture. Yep. Didn't we even do that once for the for the
0: Iron, Pac, Man. Iron Man match, yep. right? Uh, was it Pack and Candy? Pack and Candy. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah, you can't tune away. But yeah, we, he had me do uh Kevin Owens uh package pile driver. And he was really confident in my strength. <laughs> and uh, I was able to, d- to do it, no problem. He pushed me and he challenged me as a wrestler. And through I, a table or something? Yeah, through yeah, a table. Yeah. And I loved that. Pushed me, challenged me. And uh, one of my favorite things from a match is uh, I hit him with the, I punched him with the chain on my hand. And he just said, I want you to punch me in the face mm-hmm. as hard as you can. So I reared back and just leveled him. And he just chuckled. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, only you never would see it or know it on TV. Um, but he really wanted to do a dog collar. He really wanted to do a gritty, serious uh, rivalry. And, and what a, uh, you know, I, I, I was telling Brandy, I was like, I know this has nothing to do with me. It's all about let's, let's make sure his family's okay. Let's, let's do everything we can. I hated the fact that I was his last match. Like, I loved it. And I, I loved that feeling, but I also hated it because God, we were diddle, denied all these other great matches. And if it, I, I, w- I wasn't confident in that being. Obviously, he could have continued and been better and done more stuff, and I could have been better. Um, but, yeah, uh, I hated and loved that I shared that moment with him. But now I look at it more with the reverence and love just because he got to go out the thing he wanted the most, the thing he told you. He got to go out on top.
0: Yeah which is great. I mean, that, that was the main event of the show. I mean, we were on, like I said, there's a big difference between going on last and being the main event. And and that I totally see your point, but I will say that, you know, in the pantheon of, of choices that we could have to go out on your very best match or one of your best matches that you've ever had, you know, there's a certain bit of uh, calmness and closure to that as well. You know?
1: Yeah. It, it feels like it, I have, I feel like when someone passes away, I felt like this with my dad, and this is one of the reasons that I was close with Brody. Is when my dad passed away, Brody lost his dad. I think when he was twenty. Brody's forty-one. Yeah. So, and he had lost his dad. Twenty. Twenty. Right. And we're Quick and Loans Arena. We're in the annex locker room, and uh, I asked him. I said, "You know what's weird is it just feels like the next day just happened. The sun came up." Mm -hmm. People were talking about funeral plans. People were talking about what they're going to eat. But to me, the world stopped. And I remember him telling me, he goes, I have felt the same way for 10 years. He said, it won't get better. And no one was wanting to tell me that. No one was saying the truth. You know, oh, time will make it better. He said, I felt that way for 10 years. And I, that was the best advice that was given to me. It's like, it won't change. You'll feel like you're still there every day. But you can carry that forward in a positive you know, I, I watch my dad's video package that WWE had made him when he passed away almost every day. Really? And I was proud at AEW, and you were a huge part of putting this show together. I'm proud that his family has that show to wa- look at because the whole thing is, is done in such a genuine way of, man, this is, this is actually for you. This is for you, and this is for the world to know, if you didn't know all these interviews, how special you were. This is all about you. So I was so proud to be on it. I hope that, that Nolan, who's only three, I hope he can see it one day and just know, like, wow, this, he wasn't. Not that there, you know, well, there are. There are just average wrestlers, average people, and there are shitty people who get into wrestling, and there are great people. This guy was great at wrestling and great at being a person, a great fan, like the ultimate family man. Uh, Cause he bought me a bottle of bourbon for the dog collar match, and I knew we would never drink it together. Mm. I knew he would be gone as soon as he could leave.
0: Right, right. Because so, that was what he would do. He to would go home after the show. Yeah.
1: I knew he even. Said, I said, "Are we going to get this?" And he just, I don't
0: know. I said last week. I mean, I've been flying from Tampa to yeah. Jacksonville on the on the plane every week, uh, and Dean and Hager always come with me, and Brody never would. I'm like, dude, just come with us. Yeah, he will be home at 11 a.m. He's like, I got to get home in time for uh, my wife to go to work. And be with my kids, you know, it's like, okay. So that was like, that's another last thing I'll say. That guy, his entire AEW career was in this building in Daly's Place. Think about that. He never appeared in front of a crowd except for our small crowds here.
1: And that the one that really pisses us off is that Rochester show that he was going to, you know, I don't know if anyone knows this, but he was going to come up out of the ramp like the monster in the monsters. I didn't know that. Yeah, and, and well, the best is all this Generation Z and younger people we have here, if you say the monsters, they're <laughs> like... It's
0: pronounced monster. And it I, was, I
1: think I was telling Britt, and she was like, what? Yeah. Right. And, and somebody else was like, he's coming from the middle. I'm like, no, 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 it's not the middle, because I'm so particular about the damn middle. <laughs> like, it's not the middle. <laughs> it's, from it's, the, it's from the ramp, yeah. it's from the stage, and then I'm showing pictures. I'm like, this doesn't help. It's yeah, from yeah. the middle. Yeah, um, yeah but uh, God, uh, I think everyone who got the chance to meet him uh, and got the chance to work with him he was speaking of all those generation z guys who are going through these phases of being television stars it, he is the perfect guy to let you know like slow down mm-hmm. enjoy it don't don't learn. screw up learn know there's going to be some peaks and there's going to be some valleys some highs and lows because he was even keel no matter his own highs and lows mm-hmm. always talking to the same guy
0: Last thing I want to discuss with you today is, yeah. is besides, you know, the, the tragedy of Brody, our first year in AW, which has been a lot of successes pretty much across the board. I'm obviously we've had some ups and downs, one of them just surviving in the middle of a pandemic. But being an EVP and, and a, a very active one, not that the other cats aren't, but you really, I think, enjoy the role of being an executive vice president. Mm-hmm. Not that the other guys don't, but it just seems you have really embraced it. Uh, how's the first year been? That's such a vague and general question. Is it more work than you thought? Is it just ramping up? Kind of what are your opinions on the first twelve months that we had? Somebody asked me, like,
1: grade it. And of course, as part of the company, you're like, we're well, not gonna give it a bad grade. But I said, like a, and there's room for an A plus. like there's because th- we know we know where we need to grow. This has been a aw's first year if it was its last year thank gosh it wasn't it's still been the greatest year of my life learned a lot of lessons and learned some hard lessons uh about um the uh burdens of management if you weren't popular before you definitely not going to be popular as you enter that space i still think like it is surreal the numbers that's why I love the data and you're great about the data mm-hmm. you know the demo God. Mm-hmm. I love when Harrington shows me this spreadsheet of uh, and talks about our international deals and we're having these calls like I was on the phone with Microsoft the other day and, 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 and talking what am I doing? Mm-hmm. yeah uh, but then I find myself like I know what I want I know what we're talking about and like that blows me away it just all of a sudden. I told Tony, I said, do not give me this job unless you want me to really do the job, which would probably really embrace include, it, yeah. really embrace it, which would probably include pissing you off yeah. from time to time, which he's never been pissed at me, I, at least his version. Uh, maybe he has. But that's, that's been um, the most exciting thing is the brain trust here amongst the, amongst the talent, the EVPs, the management, the committee that exists that we don't talk about, like the committee of thought which is, you know, the Bucks and Kenny, you, uh, and Tony is, is, is more than ever has in his mind how he wants the show to be as he is booking it, laying it out. I love it. Mm. it. I know that sounds like a tumultuous thing, all those names on paper and those people. Like, uh, just, but that, like, and Arn, Arn, Arn's out there with me by the ring pretty much doing jack shit, except holding this play card up. But what Arn does back here my gosh yeah
0: i literally want to look at him like where have you been like uh, just he's it's interesting so to man. have like like dean had a, the other day of just something we were doing with me and max did something and it's like you said it's it's almost like the producer rick rubin if you ever heard about his way he's not turning knobs or really writing the songs but he's the guy that go like like vince used to be like well, why don't you take this part here yeah. and move it two feet over here and you're like did not see that, and Arn is like that, and Dean is like that, and Jerry is like that. Yeah, what a really
1: great like Arn and Dean and Jerry. Our coaches are are really beautiful Dustin. system. Chicken, of course. And I, I was getting a little irritated with him the other day because he said he said what's I, I do a developmental class at noon. It's really basic. You know, they do a match. We do some notes on at it. your school. Uh, no, here. Oh, like here? with oh. uh with you know we're not going to say his name. Maybe Taz's son. <laughs> um, but I love it I mm-hmm. love it but Dustin has like three different classes he's got the girls girls yeah. the unsigned the sign and he's giving me his and I'm like buddy what <laughs> yeah. is this and then I see the list like 11 is unsigned one is signed I'm like my gosh you are very organized all of a sudden yeah, yeah. very proud of uh Dustin's uh contributions everyone wants us to succeed AEW's first year everybody wants it to succeed there are egos and there are people who are all vying for the top spot However, everyone is very realistic about when they're there, when they're not, when it's – that's not – I didn't experience that any other time in wrestling. It's very team. Like, we got a team. Yeah. Which is why Brody will be so – I mean, amongst many reasons, but one of the reasons he'll be so missed is he was great for this team. Uh, Not unlike Eddie Kingston is great for this team – Just to have that foil of a personality, an older man who's traveled all around, who also
0: knows how finite this is. Right. This could end. And also knows how hard it is to get to this position. I mean, that's why it's great to have those types of guys. Like you mentioned, there is a whole, like you said, Generation Z that like, that's oh, TV. Sure, I'll be on TV. and it's like, Oh, yeah. You get a guy like, you know, like Luther, like, dude, it took me 30 years to get yeah. here. Brody took him 16 to get to the main event. Like, Sure. Dustin, who was down and out in, in WWE for 10 years, now he's one of the most vital parts of the team. Sure. It doesn't come easy. And no. It's not a given right to, for you to have it.
1: No, and you need other people to tell you. You can't always, like, you know, like, I feel like I'm pretty pessimistic, so I always am, like, pretty, I'm never, like, super, oh, that was the greatest thing ever. Right, 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 right. Uh, I'm pretty quick to say, uh, you know, well, uh, that's actually, if you look at this, you know, it's not, the numbers are good, but they could be great. Um, But if you hear it from someone else, sometimes it rings with a certain talent, you know, like if, if talent is untrusting of me or they're untrusting of the bud, there's always that little bit of circling that goes back and forth. But now we've really got it under control where management's, I feel like a great unified front. Um, Sometimes it's your night. Sometimes it's, it's not. Uh, Frankie Kazarian been very helpful about that. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, you can not take this for granted. I was telling Austin Gunn that because he doesn't know, and I don't blame him for not knowing. Because Austin Gunn's a ton of talent. Uh, so helpful with the crowd, my gosh. And uh, Colton and Austin yeah. and Billy. <laughs> Billy yeah. So helpful. But I was telling him, I was like, you got to understand like, how rare it was that you were in the main event of a show and that you hit your finish and went over. And that's the... That, And I know us wrestlers are all like, yeah, but I I mean, I'll be, yeah. Yeah, We we might be back there, but we might not. So always, you know, always just never take it for granted. And uh, in the past year, we've really cultivated some great people. Like I know you helped Top Flight with their promo. Mm -hmm. And then the next day I talked to him, and gave him my notes, we are on the promo. And just like seeing the genuine response and having the banter with him, it felt like when Brody covered me. It felt like, man, this is what I'd like to do after maybe forty, is I maybe just do this.
0: Well, you got to think about that too. And like the, those guys, are like they're nineteen and twenty-one, Babies. never had a promo in their life, at least not on national TV. Or like when I work with Isaiah Cassidy, his second ever singles match on yeah. live TV. Like for us, we've been doing it for so long. But you got to think these are kids, and they need the advice, and are probably super happy to get it, but. Also, too, they're a little scared. You know that like, well, these guys never say anything. They don't talk. They don't ask questions. I'd be terrified if I was those two guys at nineteen and twenty-one. You know what I mean? Like it's just—it's kind of our responsibility. But these are just really young guys.
1: Yeah, and so they probably never had a promo on the independence that was a heavily like a lot of pressure under yeah. time to rest. So here is basically their first promo. Yeah. Yeah. Oh well, it's on a top-five cable series, yeah. and it's opposed by another wrestling show. And it's going to be on Chris Jericho right. and MJS. Yeah. Good luck. Yeah. You know, like It's great. They actually had you mm-hmm. to be there. That doesn't exist elsewhere. We're like, oh, you know who helped me with the promo on him? Was him. Right. Was that? I tell everybody, signed, unsigned, because you never know walking around here. Uh, Tony is fed and clothed the... National
0: independence scene for a it really year has, now. and that's why people ask like, "Why is Dark so long?" It's because Tony Khan doesn't want to send anybody home without without working. without a payoff, yeah, without working. But I tell them all, I say, "Bother me,
1: please, bother me. I want to be bothered. I, I, because I got good, I got good advice from the people who taught me. I'm just going to regurgitate it. Some, of, a lot of it's the same that comes out of your mouth that you taught me. I'm just going to regurgitate and tell you my version of it." Uh, that's what the whole to me it feels like, man. There's finally a purpose for having wrestled Sean, having been around Undertaker when he was still active, for my time with Randy, for my experience with Tony. It's actually a purpose for this, is
0: I can help genuinely produce. Yeah. So yeah. Too just to, just to, to, to chime in is that I know one of the things when we first started was like, well, who's running this place? Who's the Who's the boss? Oh, this. Now, think about, okay, so I'm not sure how old Dusty was when he started taking yeah. more of a corporate side. I'm sure he wasn't much older than you are right now. The exact same. age. Same age. Yeah. And Tony Khan is the same age that Vince McMahon was in 1982 when, guess what? When he took over the WWF. Yeah. So you can't, oh, these guys are too young. Or, this is the same age as your dad was mm. and as Vince was. And now you know this is why our company, I think, thrives more because we have youthful set of views combined with the experience combined with the passion and the desire.
1: Conan, of all people, I don't speak to Conan a lot, but he had told me his secret to success, I asked him, I said, any advice? His secret to success was always being around young people. Yes. Hey, I'm going to listen to hip-hop, I'm going to listen to the yeah. modern... Even if I don't like it, I'm going to listen to it. Yeah. I want to know what they're talking about. And that, to me, is the brightest part of the AEW current picture. The youth that is on the roster and the youth that is in the creative, the direction. So the direction of the show at Tony's uh, with Tony in that lead spot, the direction of the show, the artistic vision of the show, the talent on the show, we joke about the demo, but we really don't. It's not a joke. Serious. There, there's a potential that if you, and this is for any show, if you don't look at that, you're going to age out. Yes. I don't want that. Uh, one of the reasons I've turned my act around into a bit of a squeaky clean act uh, is because it's really not an act anymore. I, I want to engage a young ch- uh, fan base mm-hmm. uh, and not just the young and affluent and cool. And I want to engage kids because mm-hmm. the show has a lot of grittiness, a lot of violence, a lot of adult content. I want to make sure they know that they're, hey, there's guys doing right and there's guys doing wrong. Uh, that's here, too, um, just like all great wrestling shows when when they've been great. Um, but, yeah, the youth we have and the demo is really not a joke at all. Anyone who's not scared and I'm not talking about our competitor, I'm talking about any show. If you don't if you're not in the youth in terms of they're not watching your show, you should absolutely be terrified. Yeah. Fifty plus means you're losing your audience. Yeah. Uh, again, this is about TV in general, not about WWE and not about AEW, but because we see all fifty, we see all fifty shows every week. Yeah, the Cotton Bowl, where it dominated this week. CNN, how much when COVID first hit? Grocery games, grocery games. You know, which guy? If you ever want to come on the show, this is guy Fietti from Grocery Games, Diners, Drive-ins, and Dives. I would love to have you because I, it's been a competition for me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like they're not even close anymore, though. So it's okay. Well, I, you never know, though. He could have another show. Yeah. Guy's all over, the He's place. all over the place. So I'm ready for guy to come <laughs> to AEW. <laughs> but the thing
0: is, too, it, it, it's so funny because people that don't understand the demo, that's specifically why we went from basically, you know, an ad rev share TV show, mm-hmm. and it's public news. I'm not giving anything away. 175 million for four years, three three months after we started AEW Dynamite. That's specifically because of the demo. And to keep an eye on that demo is so important, and that's why I mean that's why I even wanted to work with Orange you know, hundred years ago. It seems like because I used to see the kids in the crowd dressed up as Orange Cassidy, see the kids in the crowd dressed as Darby Allen. Yeah, that you. you Jimmy Hart told me years ago you you can't force somebody to write a sign, you can't force somebody to dress up as, sure. as as their hero, and you see this like this is we we got it like you said we have these guys. Yeah, Jungle Boy. My daughters don't give a shit about wrestling, but they love Jungle Boy.
1: Yeah, and we need that. Brandy was talking about your your children the other day. Cause she was saying, you know, I don't Chris's kids. I don't think they like wrestling. Do you think our kids will like wrestling? Our kid will like wrestling. And I was I was telling her, I was like, you know, it'd probably be refreshing if they didn't. Yeah, because it's got to end somewhere. The <laughs> madness. Uh, it's got to end somewhere. Uh, Jungle is a great example. I always think uh James Knight, Center, it's Dusty Roads, and Sting in nineteen eighty eight. Tag team, Dusty's yeah, is like, like nineteen. So Dusty's in Florida, and so Dusty's like super over with the Florida audience. Sting is a child, rat tail still, paint's not off. But you, they keep showing kids in the crowd with the paint. Kids, and they were smart. Rick Flair was smart. They knew like, oh, he's the guy. Yeah, we're we're going that way. Why would you ever want to go against the wave, right? right? Yeah, I know we lead them. I get that we lead them, but 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 we can't. Like orange is the prime example of people like this. Why wouldn't you want to give them this? Why would you neglect them? And you gave them this massive piece of the mimosa. I mean, that slow-mo of you going into the vat is <laughs> all over everything. Uh, and, and it's uh, just uh, we got to stay that way. I guess I'm kind of I'm reminding myself in this moment. We got to stay that way. For when people think, like things,
0: I also think we're uh, this is a really solid team, like any great Super Bowl winning team or Stanley Cup winning team. You got your rookies, uh, you got your, your guys in their prime, and you got the great veterans, mm. and everybody's important and everybody plays for the certain amount of time that they should be playing. Yeah, I really think that our, our like you mentioned, a team like and something else, like we don't have, as you say, the snaky, snaky element of you know the, the typical backstage politics that happen so often in wrestling. We are going behind each other's backs to try and you know get the, get the hand of the king. We honestly really don't have that. No, you know.
1: Matt Jackson always tells people he's like, "Hey, the best thing you can be here is honest." Yeah. Is because we're unlike another wrestling company where it's so individual. We, we really are on a team focus. Right. So we don't have the sneaky snake, as Tiger Hattori used to say, the snakey <laughs> snake. Uh, no, we don't. And speaking of our our rookies. Who aren't rookies anymore I guess they're sophomores now but it's a murderer's row of talent in terms of Ricky Starks Mm -hmm. MJF uh Britt Baker like there's just the fact those three uh,
0: Wardlow Sammy Guevara like he's been around for a while but very underutilized everywhere else except for here Lance Hoyt We've only just, yeah. oh, sorry, Lance Archer, we've so, only just started seeing the beginning of him. To me, you're only as old as when you really take off. That's right. So, like,
1: Lance could be 25 for all I know. He might have been wrestling all over yeah, the world, yeah. but the way Lance has been presented here, different. The way Eddie's been presented here. Yeah. Eddie might be 40 for all I I
0: never heard of him until he came here. Now he's one of the best parts of the show. Best part, one of the best yeah. parts of the
1: show. It's a really, it, that's that's something that, uh you know, not to just, like, continuously pat ourselves on the back, but that is something that we have, that I've been proud of, and, like, Tony's been quick to see and a lot of times it's been people like I don't know him Mm -hmm. but then we've been quick to be like you know what that guy's great let's get to let's get
0: let's move let's move on that you know let me ask you the other side of the coin as we start to wind down what, what what do we need to do better what are some of the things that you didn't like about the first year that you can talk about so our biggest to me our biggest one of our biggest
1: pros is also our biggest con no pun intended is that we have such freedom Right. So such freedom sometimes means that things are too similar on the same show. Well, this guy's asking me to join Team
0: FTW on this group. Right. They're asking if he'll join in this. MGF's going to join the inner circle. Right. right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or is exactly what happened, by the way. We're, we were talking about MGF joining the inner circle. Right after that, Taz is talking about Bill right. Hobbs joining Team Taz. Right. So that's one of those areas where,
1: like, it ha- that freedom is fun and pro. And it's like, oh, they're, they're not worried about the traditional rules. It's punk rock. But also, you have to be disciplined so that it doesn't desensitize the show. Um, weirdly, that was always Cornette's biggest uh, dislike of ECW. Um, I don't know why I was. Desensitized? Was that it, it couldn't be followed? Gotcha. And to me, a show has to work, uh, not unlike a promo works. There has to be this beginning, there has to be this this climb and this middle, and then there's some heat, and then there's a big finish. It has to be like a flow, and that to me, we've eight times out of ten, we've got the flow right. But on nights that we haven't, it's where the, our own freedom has been our biggest enemy. But I'd I'd rather that than a sanitized C plus yeah. show. You know, I'd rather that. Oh yeah. It's a little – we're moving on to the next one. So, to me, our the thing we need to work on the most is not taking the freedom for granted and maybe a little bit more of communication between the boys themselves. Mm. Hey, I'm doing this. Right. Doesn't mean you can't, but could you do something – what else can you do? You're right. super talented. Come, something that I think that would go a long way in terms of – it will go a long way. This locker room looks like they're going to be together for a while. They might as well start those conversations it's
0: now. Like, so once you get to I remember the, the very first show we had with me and Kenny, and one of the big spots was some kind of going through a table. And in the Casino Battle Royale, the very first match, I think Joey John went through a table. For I'm like, why would you do that? But he didn't know. And I didn't know, and they didn't know. We all have to kind of, like you say, we have a big uh, uh, writing board, chalkboard whatever in the room over there where you write down, is anyone going through a table? We are. Is anybody going from the top rope? Here's what we got. And just a little bit more communication, because like you said, that freedom, which is 90% of why we're so doing so well, is also 10% of the reason why we have to do better.
1: Yeah, we just, somebody, uh, it's, it's the reason I wear a suit. It is 100% the reason I wear a suit. I do want people to just, oh, okay. It, as fun as this is, mm-hmm. and as wild as this is, it's also a profession. There's, there's money. It yeah. could go away at any point. Uh, there's there's new eyes on the product every night. Just remember, like let's con- let's keep let's keep our the first word of the job is professional wrestler. Yeah. Let's keep the professionalism, even if you're the most outlandish character. Um, so that uh,
0: something that w- we both learned from Vince, yeah, always look like a star, you know.
1: Right, and this this crew this crew, uh, I it, that I just kind of I was saying that now I think about it, they're gonna be together for a while. This this roster, man, I. If you're coming into this roster, and we're not turning down any good talent, if there's good talent out there, we're gonna get them. But if you're coming into this roster, you better be right or great talker. You better be an absolute amazing in the ring. You better have something, some piece. I
0: think that's one of the things. Like that's gonna be great when we do our, our another show because I think another it's a champagne problem. But we have so many good guys yeah. that there's not enough TV time available for everybody. Which is why Dark is so great too. And when we get to that second show, we're going to
1: still not have enough. <laughs> that's right. Um, and it's but that's great. It's an incentive. Yeah. You know, I always tell people, hey, hey, Chris is in the main event with uh, Kenny. They could just be the poster. Mm-hmm. It's incentive. That's one of the things I used to get so mad at Ring of Honor. Ring of Honor had so many things they did right and fun, and cool, and freedom. But you look at the posters and a hundred people on it. Cheeseburger as big as Jay Lethal. <laughs> He's not in the main event. Yeah, yeah. That's incentive. I want to be where Chris is at. Yeah, I want, to be, I want to be in that. I want to have that cool entrance. I want to get pyro. Everyone mm. wants pyro. Well, you know, like it's incentive as things perk up for
0: you. Last question for you. What's your plan for, for this year for AEW? What would you like to see happen and beyond? I would like the continued,
1: you know, we look at Nielsen ratings, um, and those are great. But our, our global penetration is incredibly important. Uh, So I laid out all my goals for AEW, my personal goals and my professional goals. I really want to help produce and be part of developing the third hour of content when it comes in. I really want to um, polish dark where stories can exist within dark only or those stories can transfer over and dark have a heartbeat on dynamite. I really want to lean in more to the sports based side which believe me it's a variety show there's plenty but the sports based sides of what we do with things like press conferences and data and the rankings which Tony and Excalibur, I love mm-hmm. I love seeing the rankings every week and now they're starting over because of the because the new year the yeah. new year I really like that and our international presence what locking down a deal in India locking down a deal in Australia uh, and preparing us as we move out of COVID for the first tour of the UK because to me the UK yeah. They have been committed to WWE for so many years based on one SummerSlam. Hey, they came here that one time in 1990. And you guys, WWE was all over the UK. They did a great job. But for me, I don't think they get near enough service for how good and loyal of wrestling fans they are. And they're not even the biggest fans of me. But they're loyal, great fans of the business. And I want to prepare that big tour for when we go over and when we start giving them as much time, because we're on TV there, mm-hmm. and the sh- we Doing should go where the we Canada should too. yeah Canada Toronto, yeah. Um, like really Toronto I get Toronto Winnipeg um, um, Winnipeg to your Montreal. your top guys are from Winnipeg, yeah. <laughs> and then they even take it to the places that are a little you know your Vancouvers yeah. and your Victorias and take those chances. Uh, so I, I want to be part of th- th- those chances in this next year, but organized chances, really prepared. Um, doing so many things um but really our international appeal i want to help lock down uh and the best i can and i want to help cultivate more partnerships with uh other companies who may not know wrestling like at all yeah. and i i i come into these meetings as a wrestler well here's what it is to us and mm-hmm. here's oh we could do this i want to be there for those and help nick sobic and help chris Harrington uh, accrue those and just just get more eyes on the product.
0: You have to do it with a baby uh, holder in, in front, the baby basket. I'm ready.
1: The, I'm ready to have it. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. All my goals. I made sure my wife soul, I, I wrote all my goals down. I circled healthy wife, healthy baby. Yeah. Just so she knew she was of not. She one. was not on the same as the PWI. <laughs> I want to be PWI one. <laughs> like they're not the same. This is circled, babe.
0: You'll be there. I got to number two once, but I think that's
1: as close as I'll ever get. I had two great years, and then this uh, is it. And I feel like I'm gonna slip next year. It's just gonna get worse and worse. The chase, <laughs> this terrible search. Thanks, dude. Thank you.